Welcome to the Side Hustles and Big Dreams podcast. I'm your host, Justin Dotson. Come along on this journey as I take you behind the scenes and show you what it takes for me from start to finish to turn my side hustle into a full-time business. I may succeed, I may fail, but we'll definitely learn a lot and meet a lot of cool people along the way. So let's see if I have what it takes to become a successful entrepreneur. What is up, guys? So, a couple topics I want to discuss today. Um, I... So I've been working on this application, right? And um, I've been feeling pretty good about it. And when I initially got the idea to do this project, I wasn't too naive to think that there wasn't already some product similar that was already available. Um, But I didn't really go down that path to look at competition. You know, I was just like, well, I'm going to build it. And then I'll worry about that here whenever I get closer to the end. Well, strangely enough, I'm scrolling through social media, updating a few things, and I get an ad for an app. And so I look at it, and I was like, man, that's a cool name. Um, And so I click on it, I look, and it is pretty, pretty similar to what I've been building over the last two months. Um, and so at first, when I was looking at it, I was like, man, the design's better. The the, the layout's better. The flow's better. Um, it's a little bit more expensive than what, what I was looking at offering. But overall, it has more functionality. It, you know, it's it just a bigger, better product. And for a few minutes, I was... Well, I, that, that's a lie. For uh, about half a day um, today, I was really stressing over this. I was like, man, I, you know, I put in two months of time and there's this other competitor out there and, and it's theirs is bigger, it's better, it does more. You know, who's going to want to purchase my little measly app and um, who's, you know, who's going to want to use it? Mine's, I'm not a designer, so the front end is... Not the best in the world, um, but it hasn't been my primary focus because I was just focusing on the MVP. But I started getting a little self-conscious about these things, and I'm thinking, you know, maybe I'm too late to the party. <clears throat> and so I kind of thought over this pretty much all day today, and a little earlier it kind of hit me that there's a huge benefit and reality in this situation. So first off, I had a realization today that part of my job in going to market with this product is proving a market, right? Whenever you release a product, you have to prove the market. Um, And here's one of the biggest values about having competitors in a space and coming in is the market's already proven. The only thing you have to do is stand out in that market. Um, you know, it's like um, look at tires, cars, clothes. I mean, just you know, pick any anything. Get down straight down to brands of coffee. There's always multiples in all these things, right? Um, I think the big biggest one is like the Coke and Pepsi. 
And when you look at that, you, you so you have Coca-Cola and then, you know, you have Pepsi and um, they're similar, you know, and or any brand name, but there's always going to be competition. And whenever you have a major player in the market and then you're trying to come into that same market, there's, there's one big benefit that you have is you don't have to do as much of the market validation. It's already been done. If there's, if there's a product on the market that's being used, then you know that there's a market for it, right? Now, here's your disadvantage is if they've been in the game for a while and then you're coming in, um, and you're a small competitor, it's going to be a lot harder to get anyone to switch over unless you're really disrupting the game in that market, right? And so I think that that is kind of a key thing not to, whenever you're releasing a product or a service, not to beat yourself up whenever there's competitors. Um, and and, I, and I'm, I've done this a few times whenever I would build a product and then I would look out into the market, I would say, oh, well, that already exists. And so I just wouldn't do it anymore. Um, and then, you know, there was some other outside influence in my ear that was kind of, anytime I would come up with a, a product idea, the first, and I, I would share that idea, the first response I would always get is, hey, check out X company or check out Y company. They're already doing that, you know. Um so what, right? Uh, for too long, I let that stand in my way. So what? There's always going to be competitors, right? What you have to do is carve out your corner in that market. What do you do that sets yourself apart from the other major competitors, right? Um, and so when you look at, say, like the Coke and the Pepsi, you know, that looks like a dominated market. You got soda just nailed down tight. And then guess what? Here comes Sprite. You know, the light colored soda completely changed the game um, in soda and, and carved out their own sort of market. And and so that is kind of what you want to do is, you know, whatever industry you're in, be the sprite of that industry. Try to find your way to offer a similar product that does the same thing, but that do it in your own style. You know, do it your own way. Don't copy do it your own way and put your own emotion into it. There's there's another thing that happens if you're in the market early um, and you're one of the first, what you see a lot of is you have these major players come in and then you get a lot of copycats, right? And whenever I read about founders and, and how they deal with copycats coming into the market, um, it's funny because they often say they're not worried about it because what they have in their product is passion and drive and they've been put in their blood sweat and tears into this project because they have a passion for it that is something you can't copy you can come in you can copy the product you can copy the marketing you can copy the sales you can copy every aspect of that business but you can never copy the mission that that individual or that team has whenever they produce that product that's something you can never take away. And that's what set, separates a copycat and a mass-produced product from something that's real and personal. And that's what you want to strive for. You know, look, if you're if you're producing a product, it's got to be you. It can't be, oh, I see so-and-so over here is making 
a whole bunch of money doing this thing. I could do that. I'm just going to copy that and throw it out there. You may you may get some play, right? You may get in and you may make some money. You may get a little bit of traction, but you're never going to be able to propel it for the long term like the other person is because you don't have that passion, that drive. They didn't start it for the money. Sure, that's probably a part of it. But the initial idea was they had an idea or a passion about something and they they chased that down and they become obsessed with it. They live it. They're in the middle of it. Day in, day out, they wake up. That's what they think about. That's what they eat, breathe, and sleep is whatever that product and that passion is. Copycats don't have that. They're in for the quick the quick pay and then they move on, right? And they don't last near as long. Um, <clears throat> so whenever you're starting out, you know, it, it is easy to get brought, brought down by the fact that you're entering a market and then you find out that there's competitors. Um, but always try to try to look at it and see, you know, what am I doing different? Am I setting myself apart in any way? Um, Software is, it's a hard game because it there's a huge demand for developers. Right now, the market for going and working for a company is huge. Um, there's way more demand than there is resource, you know, and so then you start seeing these things pop up where these... Um, these uh, code schools and all these online courses and you know people are coming out and they're going to these boot camps and they're getting a job and and this and that they're just mass producing these things um and now we're at a point where it's being publicized and and i agree i think i think everybody should learn how to code i think we should teach it at an early age not because i think everyone needs to be a software engineer um but because if you have that skill in your life, it makes, you know, there's so many things you can do with it that just makes life a little bit easier, you know. And so it's a, it's a good skill to have. Um, I think it should replace, you know, we still teach typing in school. I say go one more step further and teach a little bit of uh, programming in schools. But that's neither here nor there. The, the fact is, is that the demand in the software business is huge. It's booming because tech is taking over right now. Um... And so what you have is you have a lot of developers that are coming into the market for the for the quick payoff, right? And you don't have quite as many that are in for the passion. And so the demand for developers is high and and the market's getting flooded. I won't say it's getting flooded. There's still way more um, demand than there is supply in the market, but there's it's, it's having a huge uptick right now. And there's a lot of people coming into this business. Um, but what's hard is not to get a job in tech. Getting a job in tech is fairly easy if you're in the right area. Um, it's really not that hard. You put yourself out there, a little bit of networking, show you have some skill and you can get in. That's, I think the biggest beauty of this business is it's one of the few businesses where you can start into a good salary, a good paying job with no degree. You know, There's so many self-taught programmers um, because this is a, it's a field of, you know, don't talk it, do it. You know, show me what you got. Prove it to me. Anyone can go to college and cheat their way through it and not learn shit. You know, what, what do you really have? What skills can you show me that make me want to hire you? You know, and so that's what I love about this game is it's, it's, um, it's a field of intellect and it's a field of 
smarts and it's it's a great culture. I mean, everything, it just draws me to the culture of this thing. Um, but that's on the industry side. That's all these companies. So many companies have technology departments now and so many companies, you know, that non, non-tech companies are open up software um, <clears throat> departments in their, in their organization because that's the way the world's going right. But what the challenge is in software is being that original idea. You know, it's it's extremely difficult to be an original idea. I mean, look at the biggest and most well-knowns that we have. So, you know, look at Facebook, look at Google. Both of those are probably the two of the biggest names in technology. Both were not the first in their in their um, tech space. You know, before we had Facebook, social media had already started with Friendster and MySpace and um, Google already had competition with um, Yahoo. You know, there were already, there were other um, companies that were already in the game doing these things. They came in and they did it better and they did it differently. And that's what sets you apart. Now, I'm not saying that because you have competition, you change the game, you're going to outperform them all the time. No, it's it's unlikely, right? I mean, one of the things about this is I like to be as realistic as possible and I like to to plan for the success but expect the failure because that's the reality. You have to work, you have to drive, you have to push as if you're number 1 in the game and everyone's trying to catch up to you. That's how you have to go about it. But you have to expect a failure just because it's it's a dog-eat-dog world in the business game. And whenever you're coming in as a small team or even like myself, a single individual, solo developer, solo founder, and you're trying to come in and start your own little thing, you know, it's extremely hard to get noticed. There's a lot of noise in the world right now with social media and everything. And you've got to do your little things and you've got to hustle and you've got to keep moving forward. But it's it's a huge challenge, and you have to expect that. You can't come into this game and think that you you have an idea, you're going to throw that idea out there, and it's going to fucking blow up overnight. Because most likely, that's not the case. It's most likely not going to happen. Um, but when you play the game that way, you play the game like you're already on top of the world, and you're leading the pack then that just makes you hustle harder. It makes you work harder. It makes you go stronger. It makes you go longer. It makes you take accountability for everything that's going on. Because look, at the reality is, is look at major players in any industry. Pick an industry and think of who's the top name in that industry, right? When they make a mistake, who can they point at? Nobody. They have to accept that. They have to, they have to digest that mistake, and they've got to turn around and fix it. You know, that that's how it works. So whenever you start off even small and you have that mindset, you take all the accountability. And that's what you have to have if you want to move forward. If you constantly are going through life, letting outside people weigh in and drag you down, or you're going through life not taking accountability for your own actions... And you're, you're always making excuses. It's always someone else's fault. You know, 
you're never going to learn from any of those mistakes, right? You're not going to learn anything if you can't accept the accountability. And part of being a leader is accepting that accountability. So that's a huge thing in my book moving forward is when something doesn't work out, you have to own that shit and you've got to move forward. You're the only one that can pick it up, rebuild it, and keep going. So that's the big one of the the big topics I want to touch on, competition. I mean, you know, you are extremely naive if you think that you're coming into a game and you're going to be the only player. It doesn't matter what it is. I, I mean, I, I have literally had ideas where I did the market research first. Like, okay, I had this application idea. I'm going to do the market research first. Go out, can't find anything. And then a month into the, to the uh, development process, three of the same companies blow up, right? And they come out of nowhere. So it happens. There's all, you know, think of how many people are in the world coming up with ideas. You know, people are going to have the same idea over and over. It's not about having the same idea. It's not about not copying people. It's about doing what you're passionate about and doing it your own way. You know, that's what it's about. That's what sets you apart. You know, that's why that's why the names that you know of stand out because they've they've taken something and they've done it their own way. And they hustled hard and they they went all in on it. And to hell with what everyone else thinks. To hell with the politics of everything. To hell with your opinions. This is my passion, my dream, and I'm going to do it my way. And that's how you stand out. That's how you get attracted, uh, get people attracted to you, right? So keep that in mind. I know a lot of people see competition as a negative. Um, that's not always the case. I mean, it can be. You get a saturated market, too much competition, right? Maybe you need to think about where you're going. Maybe you need to reevaluate your idea. Maybe you need to see how that idea plays into a different market, those sorts of things. But I would say, I would argue, in general, competition is a good thing. I think competition is something that you can't let it beat you up. It's going to be there regardless. Even if you're the first to market now you're the guy everyone else is wanting to get better than, wanting to be better than. You're the one that everyone goes, okay, you set the standard. Now I can look. Now I have it in front of my eyes. I can see your business. I can see what you're offering. And I can see where you're missing and how I can make it better with my ideas. So even being early to market, even being the first in a game is not always great. It's not always the best thing because all you're doing is putting yourself out there and now everyone around you that's trying to get in that same hustle can see how you're messing up and what they can do to one-up you and how they can beat you at your own game, right? So competition's good. You know, I think it I think it levels the playing field and I think it makes it fair. So I got a little bummed out on it when I when I saw it today, but I just thought, you know, I, I reevaluated my application. Um, I'm still in the in the I haven't moved forward on it yet because I'm still looking at what do I need to do to to kind of pivot in the market there and change a little bit. Um, and so I'm finalizing a bunch of those things and then, and then, you know, I'm going to keep pushing forward. So it is what it is, right? I've, I've already invested too much time to uh, throw it away now. You know, I'm at least going to throw it out there and see what happens. So, um, so next thing I wanted to discuss is something I struggle with desperately. Patience. Um, I think today in today's society, we live in a world where we, we get immediate satisfaction 
in so many aspects of our life that we've we've kind of been tailored to expect it and to kind of take this idea of patience and waiting and and working it out and working through things for granted right we just don't we don't do it that much anymore especially my generation is probably going to be even worse than the generation um coming up after me um but i think that it's a huge aspect of business is patience um, because I've said it over and over and over again, it does. It's not going to happen overnight. You know, it's just not going to. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, now, for me, in a perfect world, I would be free from where I'm at in my day job in six months from now. I don't think it's going to happen. You know, I set a goal this year for the end of the year to <clears throat> to be on my own thing and, and going my own way and kind of finally separating myself from this this uh, massive ball and chain that I've had. But, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but to be realistic, I don't, you know, I don't know that that's going to happen. Um, it, you know, there's so many factors that play into that. I'm ready to take the leap, you know. So as soon as the opportunity comes, I'm jumping in and I'm, I'm, pushing to make that opportunity come as fast as possible but you know you never know what's going to happen all you can do is is push as hard as you can and put yourself out there and make as many plays in your favor as possible but at the end of the day whenever you're in a product service space it you know it doesn't matter what you think it doesn't matter what you do it doesn't matter how passionate you are about your um, basket weaving business, if if there's no market for it, it's not going to happen, right? And so that that's I'm trying to be realistic in the fact that, or I mean, even if there is a market on, it doesn't mean that that you're the one that they're gonna that people are gonna go with, right? So no matter what you do in your in your business, it's always up to the consumer to whether or not you're gonna be able to take that to a full-time place and and so i'm trying to be realistic with that but i i struggle with it i mean even talking about it right now this is me right now the first time me really digging into the fact that i may not be able to walk away on my own for a year Um, because i you know i've been saying it 2018 is your year it's my year you know if you feel it you want it make it happen um it's gonna happen I feel good about this year, um, and I started this year off with a high confidence that I'm walking out of my nine to five, my day job, the place that brings me no joy anymore. There's just nothing for me there, um, for you know my fulfillment. I just don't feel. I appreciate the people I work with and everything else, but I just don't. I just don't feel fulfilled anymore. I don't feel like I'm I'm doing anything. I feel like I've spent 10 years busting my ass for what, you know, uh, for, for no, you know, I don't know. There's no gratitude there. I don't think, you know, I look at, so I recently got a promotion and, you know, I guess you could argue 
what did the company give back to me when I got the promotion? And I would tell you to go fuck yourself because I worked my ass off for that promotion. Nobody gave me shit. I got that job because I was qualified and I did everything in my power to do it. I did things outside of my job to, to get that position and... You know, I hustled hard on that position, and I got it. I I, I didn't. I wasn't given anything on that, um, and so I look back, and I <clears throat> I'm just I'm looking at it like I don't I don't want to spend my life working for a company that's not going to give anything back to me outside of you know what sixty five year retirement. Then what? Then what, rot away at 65 and retire and get old and fat and gray and die in five years? I, I don't want that shit, man. You know, I want I want to live. I want to live my life. I want to be happy, you know, to way more than I want to work my ass off to provide for someone else's dream. You know, I don't want to do it anymore. Anyway, I've already dug into that on episode one, but um, I told myself at the beginning of the year, this year I was going to make it happen, and so I've been extremely confident about that, and you know, talking about it now, it's a little unnerving knowing that the reality is it may take longer, and, and it may. You know, All I can do is put myself out there and go harder and go longer than I've ever gone in my life. And that's what I'm doing right now. You know, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm putting in the hours. I'm putting in the time. I'm putting in the work. You know, the TV stays off. The phones stay off. You know, I'm off of the social media unless I'm promoting the show or promoting the business. It's only promotion for me. There's no bullshitting around with your friends and hanging out. And I think that stuff's good, don't get me wrong, but right now I I feel like I've got to put the time into work. And and that's what's going to help me step forward faster and be more confident as I'm going through it. So but I struggle with the patience thing because I want it now, you know, and I I honestly admit it, I want it right now. I don't want to wait. I don't, you know, I don't want to wait for anything. I I want to have it now. And I've I've really kind of been checking myself on that because what have I I mean let's be serious think about yourself what have I done what have you done to deserve it right now if you can't answer that with a list of 10 things that you know you've busted your ass off on a length of time you've put it in not just like a month or two months but like really dug in and worked a year two years five years to put everything you have into it and you still haven't got it maybe it's time to switch but if you can't say that and you you can't admit to yourself that you haven't done what it takes then who are you to feel like you deserve it right now you know that's not the way that it works and so i've i've had to kind of have a realization with myself that you may want everything right now but nothing comes easy and nothing comes without work, you know. And and so I've already put in a couple years of learning my craft, learning my skill. And, you know, I bust my butt to get those things done. But I haven't put in any time really to really drive forward this idea of starting my own business. 
you know, this idea of doing it on my own and doing it my way. I haven't really put anything into that. So um, I was humbled to kind of think about this when I was thinking about topic today, patience being a big one. And I had to kind of reflect on myself and say, whoa, before you go in preaching about patience, man, maybe you need to look in the mirror. And so I had a long, I traveled a bit today, about an hour and a half drive home. And I had a long time to just reflect in silence and think. And, and, and you know, that's that's the reality for me is I haven't put it in. I haven't. I'm just now starting. And I'm going to continue to go. But to think that I'm going to have it in six months, you know, if the stars align, great. Um, but I can't, I can't bet on that, you know. And so... And that kind of, with the patience, I started thinking about something else today. And it's this idea of, you know, I when it comes to business, I often say um, the thing that motivates me in this whole process is not thinking about tomorrow, not thinking about five years from now, but thinking about today. Executing on today. What does today have in store and how can you execute it so that you can make tomorrow better? Not planning for tomorrow and not working for tomorrow, but how can you execute today to make tomorrow better? And I say that because that's what keeps me motivated to say, I'm not going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to do it today. You know, and I lay out the agenda for the day and I'm like, I got to execute these things today. Um, but to caveat that, I was also thinking about something else. Um, along along the lines of patience, which is when it comes to building the business, executing today is a great way to motivate yourself because it makes you work. It makes you hustle. It makes you step forward. Um, but there's this other aspect of entrepreneurship or you know business, whatever you want to call it, that kind of hit me today, which is this is about also living for the long term. And now I know that those two things sound like an oxymoron. How do you live for today and not worry about five years, but then you're living for the long term? Well, let me explain. So on the business side, on the hustle, you have to hustle for today. You have to hustle so that you're taking action constantly. All today, don't put anything off tomorrow. And what that does is that sets you up for the long term. Because if you put in the effort today and you're not constantly kicking the can down the road, what you end up doing is once you hit that success, whatever it is that you define as success, you're, you then hit a point where now you're in the game, full-fledged, you're living that life. And I don't give a shit if you're making ten grand a month, you know, living you know a mediocre lifestyle and everything's great and you got your family and you're just not worried about your bills that's great i don't care if you make 10 million a month the finances don't matter to me it's the success you know how do you feel are you fulfilled in what you're doing and are you happy doing that thing to the point where you don't have to worry about retirement anymore that's not that's not on your priority list. That's not your agenda. The the conversation of we're gonna not have secure uh, social security by the time we retire. That's not even in your fucking brain anymore because you don't give a shit because you're in the game. You're hustling. 
you're not worried about 65 years from now because if all goes well and you're still alive, you're going to still be fucking doing what you're doing now because you found that passion and you drove it and you worked at it and you earned it and now you deserve everything you have and whenever you hit 65, when you hit 70, when you hit 80 years old, you're still going to be doing this game. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for driving, focusing on today to set myself up so I can live for the long term. That's what it's about. For me, and that's what I define as my success. Being rich, great. You know that that would be phenomenal, but that comes in second for me. Under my success is I want to do this to a point where I can live on it. I want to do this to a point where it's mine and I control it, and I want to do this to a point where I can build it and where I can make it scale and where I can make it push out for the long term. That's that's my primary focus right now, you know. And I'm just getting my feet wet. I haven't even jumped in yet. So that was today this this whole idea of patience and competition and all these things really kind of put me into this negative zone today and I was really kind of kind of threw me off this morning, you know. I I didn't I just wasn't feeling super pumped on the day. Um, and then about about 2 o'clock, it turned around whenever I was um, getting ready to make my travel back to the, to the house. And I had a long time to reflect on it. And it really turned me around because I realized that patience is essential. Competition is healthy. And I don't have to live for anyone but myself right now when it comes to my career and that's what I'm going to focus on so I encourage you guys to reflect yourselves and look inward and say do I deserve what it is that I feel like I need right now or do I deserve have I put in the effort and the work to really feel like I should have something you know do you walk I mean I don't care if it's starting a business maybe you want a promotion at your current job and you spend your days, maybe, yeah, maybe you're a good worker, but you spend your days walking around bitching, complaining all the time. You know, that's not what's going to get it. That's that's not going to get it. You know, it's just not. And so take a moment, really reflect on yourself and see where you're at. And, you know, it's good to be humbled every now and then. But you can only do that if you're completely honest with yourself. And and so I encourage you to, to take a few minutes and look inward and you know admit to yourself the reality of your situation are you in that situation because someone else put you there is it someone else's fault are you relying too much on someone else to spark that motivation you know if all those things you can't take responsibility and ownership you know i think you really need to reflect and 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 really accept the fact that everything that you do is on you you know, everybody comes from some adverse past. Everyone's got their own things going on in their life. But there comes a point where the world doesn't give a shit anymore. You know, it, it doesn't care about your problems. It doesn't care about, you know, your leg up. It doesn't care about any of these things. There comes a point where if you want it to happen, you have to make it happen and you have to own that. So that's a uh, topic for today, guys. You know, if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Um, quick, uh, quick little note here that I wanted to throw out. So, 
on this journey, I've decided um, alongside my application that I've been building, that, that's kind of the heart and soul of this whole conversation and this whole podcast and the, the whole deal, right? With that, I've also decided to rebuild and relaunch my first unsuccessful attempt at being um, a solo software developer, freelancer, consultant, whatever you want to call it, right? Because um, the the first, I believe it was the first episode, maybe the second episode, um, I talked real briefly on something that I haven't talked on in a long time, which is the fact that I did make a, a go at being a freelance developer and it, it, it was it was a failure. Um, and so I, I realized it was a failure because I failed. It was like uh, I didn't do what I needed to do to make anything happen. You know, I built a half-assed website and then it was like, oh, now this is getting real. And then I didn't do anything after that. So <clears throat> I've decided I'm going to relaunch that. Um, and that site is, should be live here soon. Um it it'll host on top of my it, on top of my business site it'll also host um the podcast so you'll be able to get the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, I'm looking at SoundCloud in the future as well as I'm going to host it on my own website. Um so as soon as it goes live I'll release the uh the URL address and the I'll probably put the link to it all in my uh social media so everyone can check that out so that's cool that's coming up soon um but last little thing here um the thing about having a freelance business or being a solo founder of anything is what do you have to prove your skill that you can do what it is that you can provide the service or you can make the product right um and as it stands, I have one application I'm working on, but I don't really have anything that has been released to market. So I've put another challenge on myself. Um, I should be closing in on the end of my app here by the end of March, and that, that should go into release. And then that gives me nine months to the end of the year. Um, and so I'm going to start a challenge that's going to be 10 apps in 10 months is what my goal is to release this year. Now, these aren't going to be full-fledged business apps, but they're going to be applications that are going to be available. And um, I'm still working through the list of what they are. I already have two of them nailed down. One of them, obviously, I'm working on that I've already talked about here. Um, and that is the one that I want to chase down the most. But... As I get ideas and little things that I can throw out into even my just my local community, if I can build something, you know, I'm gonna. My goal is 10 apps in 10 months, so that's gonna populate my website with products and materials and a portfolio and all these good things. So, um, if any of you guys are trying to start a business that requires a portfolio. Um, or requires you to get clients and you don't have existing material to show clients. So it's making it difficult for you to get any sort of jobs. 
I would highly recommend taking the time to do personal projects, do projects for your community, do stuff for free. Um, it's a good way to show what you can do and showcase your skills, right? And then you're only going to go up from there. So um, I recommend everyone doing that if, if, if you're in the same boat as me. I'm going to take it on 10 apps and 10 months challenge starting in March, rolling through December. By the end of 2018, I should have 10 applications finished plus a website completed with a blog, all the podcasts, everything in there. Um, so check it out. I'll give updates as I release these things and we will catch you guys later. Have a good one.